Well, hey, welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Hey, we're always inspired to hear how God is using this ministry from right here in Winchester, Virginia to change lives all around the world. And if you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at amen at myoasischurch.org. Now, if you'd like to support this ministry financially so that we can continue to bring messages just like this one to you each and every single week, you can do so at myoasischurch.org slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. You're truly making a difference. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God. Man, today, uh, it's important to know where we're going as a church, amen? And today I want to start that conversation about where we are going as a church. And, um, and I would love for you to be a part of that. So this morning I'm going to be sharing that uh, with you so that we can be on this journey together. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, we're just getting started. Look at your other neighbor and say, we're just getting started. We've been a church since February 2021. We launched in the middle of a pandemic. And look what God has done thus far. Come on, isn't it amazing to see all that God has done? Over 50 people have given their lives to Jesus in this place in the last year and a half. And man, I'm excited to see all that God's going to continue to do next year. And, um, and I would love for you to be a part of it. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I'd love for you to be a part of it. Look at your other neighbor and say, and you too. Come on, because what we can do together is greater than anything we could ever do alone. Come on. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. The band might just stay here the whole freaking time. I just said freaking from the stage. I'm so sorry. The band, I yelled at my son for saying that word the other day. And he said, you say it all the time, Dad. <laughs> Whoops. Man, I, they, they, they get me pumped up. I love it. I love it. Isaiah 6, if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 6, chapter 6. It'll be on the screen as well. But I'd love for you, if you have your Bible, to take it out and highlight that scripture. Highlight that scripture. This is, the scripture will be in the next week or so it says then i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send and who will go for us and i said here i am send me here i am send me this morning i want to share the word that i believe god has given us for 2023 as a church and that word is available available look at your neighbor and say i'm available I'm available. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm available. We're going to do a lot of participation this morning. Come on, let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place this morning, God. We thank you for the word you've given us. This morning, we come to you with open hearts, open ears to hear from you. Speak to us, God. Speak to us, Father during this service and as we leave this service today, God. God, speak to us the word that you've given us for our own families and our, ourselves for 2023. Speak to us how you want us to be used by you this year, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, worship team. Come on, give it up for the worship team. Aren't they doing an amazing job? Hey, check this out. Another church in town said we could use their building for worship practice as well for free. Isn't that amazing? Come on. I love that because... Uh, uh, the, the, 
ability to connect with other churches and to realize that, hey, we're all on the same team. We're all trying to reach people for Jesus, and there isn't no competition between any other church. We love that. In fact, um, a church uh, this week uh, had a need. Uh, they needed a, a stage, and our church gave them our old portable stage. It was over a $2,000 stage. We just gave it away to them and said, we hope that you can reach more people for Jesus. Come on. Thank you for that, church. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad we don't have to set up a portable stage anymore, but uh, I'm glad that we were able to not just pay for it to stay in storage and actually uh, give it to somebody who needed it. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited about that because when we started as a church, if you don't know this, almost everything you see in this room was given to us by somebody and we wanted to be a blessing to somebody else as well. Uh, so, hey, we're in Isaiah 6, chapter 8. Here we have Isaiah, a prophet who was placed on the earth for a specific purpose. Isaiah wanted that purpose to be for the Lord. And without even hearing what the Lord wanted him to do, without hesitation, Isaiah said, here I am, send me, Lord. Here I am, send me, Lord. I'm going to put the mission statement of our church on the screen. Tell me when it's on there. Say amen when it's on the screen. Read this with me. We exist to help others find Jesus, grow in their faith, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, I'm going to have to ask you to do that one more time because that was really, really weak. That was awful. I, and I know some of you guys go to, go to soccer games and, and football games and basketball games, and, and you get loud, especially when the ref calls a bad call. Like, listen, I'm learning about soccer. People are like, um, that was offsides. So what the heck is offsides in soccer? I'm still trying to learn it. And um, I don't know anything about soccer, but I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, let's say this one more time together. We exist to help others find Jesus grow in their faith, discover their purpose, and make a difference. And I want to talk to you this morning a little bit. What does this practically mean for us? If you've ever been through a growth track class or a step one belong class, you will probably recognize some of this material this morning. But I want to go over it with all of us as a church because I think it's important to, to remind ourselves of the mission statement of our church. I think it's important even as a staff, we remind ourselves of the mission statement of this church. I said at our last staff meeting, I said, if it doesn't fall in those four things, then we don't do it as a church. We're, we, we, we keep things simple at Oasis. So the first part is find Jesus. And this is one of our greatest responsibilities and greatest callings to help others know who Jesus is. And we primarily do this through our Sunday worship experiences. Right here this morning is a primary place where many of the people who've given their life to Christ over the last year and a half did it right here in this room or at the hotel when we were at the hotel. Anybody remember the hotel? Anybody remember the hotel? All three of you. Congratulations. It was great to see you there. Um, um, it was, it, and, and man, we still did it big at the hotel too. We, we, didn't, uh, we didn't skimpy down. Uh, we had a lot of fun at the hotel. But we design our services at Oasis for everybody. No matter where you are in your faith journey, it doesn't matter if you've been a follower of Jesus for a very long time or you don't know Jesus yet or you just gave your life to Jesus. We think it's important that Sunday worship experiences include everybody here because we want people to have a place where they can begin a genuine relationship with God. Amen. I want church to be enjoyable. I want church to be enjoyable. Now, 
tell me, be honest, did you ever go to a church that wasn't enjoyable? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, not hating on any other church to all their own little styles. It's all good. It takes all types of churches to reach all types of people. Maybe you don't like having fun in church. This church won't be the church for you. But I like to have fun in church. I like to think that we can make uh, church a celebration of our, of our Savior, of Jesus. I think we can make church enjoyable by being transparent and, and having fun on the stage through, through laughing and saying things that I shouldn't have said from the stage. And uh, we, we want church to be enjoyable. I want to celebrate. And I love coming together and worshiping with one another. I want this place to be a place where we don't also just celebrate, but we actually feel the genuine presence of God, that God's presence actually comes and dwells among us, that we actually encounter a living and loving God that can change us from the inside out. I want this place to be a place where you can learn about how the Bible applies to your daily life. And most importantly, most importantly, a place where somebody who doesn't know Jesus can begin that relationship with him. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And that's why we never leave this place without sharing the gospel and inviting people to take their first step in salvation and, and accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. In addition to Sunday worship experiences in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we reach our city through our Sunday worship experiences, but then we reach our uh, region and, and community and our nation through outreach partners and, and different outreach events that we do. Um, anybody remember the Easter egg hunt? Anybody remember the Easter egg hunt? Can you believe two people gave their lives to Jesus at the Easter egg hunt? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that exciting? How cool is that? How cool is that? Because, I mean, if, if nobody comes to church and if nobody's given their life to Jesus, what's the point of doing something, right? I mean, so I think that was just super, super exciting, and I'm excited for that again this coming year. We had, like, over 1,000 people at the Easter egg hunt. Can you believe that? 1,000 people at the Easter egg hunt? And then one Sunday, I'm going to stand up here and say, can you believe we, we had 1,000 people last year, and now we're at 5,000 and 10,000, right? Come on, somebody. Big vision here. I told my wife this morning, I was like, there's so many people coming down the hall today that I don't know. I was like, she pulled in at the perfect time because I got nervous. <laughs> I was like, man, I got to help my wife. I got nervous. The second part of our mission statement is grow in your faith. Grow in your faith. We believe that true life changes in the context of relationships. And, and how many of you are in a small group? Raise your hand. How many of you are in a small group? I can't see anybody. I believe every hand just went up. Praise God. I believe in it. At Oasis Church, we place a high priority on small groups. They serve one simple thing, and that is to bring people together. How many of you would say that you enjoy being around people? How many of you, <laughs> how many of you would say you don't enjoy being around people? Listen, small groups is a great place for either of those categories. <laughs> God created us to live in community with others, and it is only through that we can experience the full life that God has for us. 1 Corinthians 9.22 says, Yes, whatever a person is like, I try to find common ground with him so that he will tell me about Christ and let Christ 
save him. We were not made to do life alone. You hear me talk about it. Anytime I talk about small groups, I say life is hard. Life is difficult. And I would be a liar if I stood on this stage and said, after I gave my life to Christ, it it never got hard again. In fact, I thought it got a lot harder in my personal opinion. I was um, just so glad that I surrounded myself with people who were able to lift me up, who were able to build me up and and provide me uh, uh, Christian counsel uh, in times of need and in times of weariness. But you will never work out your past alone. You will never work out your past alone. And it's important to have people around you. And you will never grow to your full potential alone. And that's why God places certain people in our lives. And that's why it's so important to be involved in a small group. It's my prayer and vision that small groups aren't just a place where people know your name, but truly a place where people care about one another, that lift one another up. They care about your spiritual life and your spiritual journey and actually challenge you to grow in your faith. The third part of our mission statement is discover your purpose. God created every single one of us with unique gifts and abilities and talents. And that's why we have the belong class to help you find what those unique gifts and abilities are. Because we are truly, we truly believe that if you discover that John 10, 10 says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And we truly believe that if you can find the gifts that God has equipped you with, and then you live out in those gifts and abilities that you truly can experience a life more full. And then the fourth part of our mission statement is to make a difference. Make a difference. So we help people find Jesus. They begin a relationship with them. They, they're growing in their faith. They, they discover the gifts and abilities that God has equipped them with. And then it doesn't stop there. We want them to join the team, to make a difference in somebody else's life. How many of you are here because somebody invited you to come to church here? How many of you uh, gave your life to Christ at some point in your life because somebody else invited you to church? Raise your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many of you would say if it wasn't for somebody else who, who showed you the love of Christ, you don't know if you'd be walking with Jesus right now? Yeah, every, every hand that went up to some, some point. We are called to share the gospel with one another, to make a difference. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All of us were created to make a difference in the world around us. Amen? All of us were given abilities and gifts to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Acts 20, 24 says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. In 1 Corinthians 12, now God gives us many kinds of special abilities, and there are different kinds of service to God. All of you together are the, are the one body of Christ, and each of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Look at your neighbor and say, you are necessary to the kingdom of God. Tell somebody else, you're very important. Your unique gifts and abilities impact the lives of others. You may think that you don't have any gifts or abilities, but I promise you, God has equipped every single one of us with something. Maybe you're good at smiling. Maybe you're good at encouraging others. Maybe you're, you're good at singing. Maybe you're not good at singing. It's okay to recognize what you're good and not good at. But I promise you that he has given every single one of us gifts to be used for him. First Peter 4.10 says, each one of us should use whatever gifts he received to serve others. The ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to stand before God one day and hear this. 
Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, so I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So back to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 and 9. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here I am. Send me. Church, imagine if we had an entire church body who embraced this verse. Imagine if we had a people so kingdom-minded that embraced this verse. What type of impact could we have in our city? What type of impact could we have in our neighborhoods? What type of impact could we have in our region if all of us, every single one of us, embraced this scripture? Here I am, send me. Imagine if every single one of us who called Oasis Church home, you said, this is where I go to church. This is my church. Embraced this. Imagine if we embraced that. We have some core values here at Oasis Church. How many of you know the core values of our church? Raise your hand. Amen to the staff. <laughs> Amen to the staff. <laughs> I want to share them with you because I think it's important that we recognize the core values of our church because everything we do filters through our mission statement and filters through the core values of our church. And maybe you are looking for a church home this morning and you might be like, wow, this is, a, this is an odd morning. Man. That countdown says I got 10 minutes left. Pastor John Holland, <laughs> we turned on this countdown to help keep track of time. Man, that thing is going fast. Um, <laughs> wow. Normally, I would be happy about that. Like, man, I only got one page of notes left, but I'm only on page three. Okay. Man, uh, our, our core values um, are on our website. I encourage you to, to go online and look at them, but I'm going to go over them with you this morning uh, briefly. And the first one is very simple. It's we place Jesus in the center. We place Jesus in the center. He is at the center of everything we do as a church. If Jesus is not at the center of what we are doing, then why would we do it, right? He is our number one priority. It's not to lift anybody else up. It's not to put anybody else in the spotlight, but Jesus, to make Jesus famous. Number two is we act in audacious faith in order to dominate a city with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to set impossible goals. We cannot think small. We have to have huge faith, take bold steps of faith, and watch God move. Number three is we lead the way in generosity. We lead the way in generosity. That's why our church gave away the stage, right? We lead the way in generosity. Our staff and our, the people who call Oasis Church home give sacrificially to this church to see the work of God done in this community. Number four is we're united under one vision. One vision. God gave us a vision for this church. God gave me and my wife a vision for this church, and we will aggressively defend that vision in order to see all that God wants to do in this place. Number five is one of my favorites. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll do whatever it takes. In order to reach people for Jesus, we have to do things that other churches aren't doing. What's the point of another church if we're just reaching the same exact people? 
What's the point of another church if we're not going to have our own way that God's given us to reach people? It takes all types of churches to reach all types of people. Maybe you, you're here this morning and you're like, ah, oh, this church isn't for me. I challenge you to come back a couple weeks in a row and I promise we'll make you feel right at home. But we'll do whatever it takes. Number six is we always bring our best. We always bring our best. We believe in simple. Simple. Simplicity enables excellence. And instead of doing a bunch of things, instead of having a hundred different outreach ministries or a hundred different ministries here at the church, we believe in doing a few things so that we can do them very well and continue to grow in those areas. Number seven is we're all about the numbers. We like to track every metric that's possible. So we, we count attendance every week because we want to know, are we growing as a church or are we declining as a church, right? Are, are we seeing more kids? Are we, how many salvations are there happening? And that's because numbers really matter because every number has a name and every name has a story and every story matters to God. And that's why we keep track of that because we want to measure our effectiveness as a church so that we can determine if what we're doing is working or not. We're spiritual contributors, not spiritual consumers. This one, I feel like you can drop a pen in here and hear it. We're spiritual contributors, not spiritual consumers. Church, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that he's the Lord and Savior of your life, the church does not exist for you. Now, this might be a touchy subject for some. Some might not agree with this statement wholeheartedly, but me, I believe this statement wholeheartedly, and that's the vision of our church, that this church does not exist for you if you believe in Jesus Christ. We are not spiritual consumers. We're placed on this earth to help others find Jesus, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And if you believe in Jesus, that means you are now part of the church, right? You're now part of the church. The church isn't any of these buildings that we meet in. The church isn't these, these four walls, 50 walls of this school building. The church has nothing to do with a building. The church is us. And when you accept Jesus into your heart, you become part of the church. Number nine is we want to be known for what we are for. We want to be known for what we are for. We will never use our platform to get dim, but to lift up the name of Jesus, to speak vision and life over our people. We will always lift up the name of Jesus. And number 10, which I think is probably the most important, is that we are committed to raising up generation changers. We are committed to deeply pouring into our youth and into our children. Deeply pouring into our youth and children. In fact, the budget for next year is being reviewed by our board of directors right now. And uh, we've increased the youth budget and, and the kids' budget to be the highest budgets in the entire church almost. Because we truly believe that we need to commit to pouring into our youth and children. Back in uh, 2016, there was a, a, well, probably earlier than that, but in 2016 is when I did it. There was a pastor who wrote a um, uh, spoken word, I guess you could say, uh, called The Church That I See. And uh, one day I sat down and I, I made up our own version it was 2016, I shared it with my wife, and I said, this is going to be a church that we start one day. And um, you remember, we posted it on Facebook, 
and um, we uh, we shared it with friends and and people were just like, "Wow, you're gonna start a church one day, right?" Uh, and this the, this thing that we had posted was like, "Man, that's a that seems pretty impossible," um, but we've seen God do extraordinary things. But I want to read it to you after I take a sip of water. And now I'm going to take another sip. <laughs> and uh, the worship team, you guys can actually come back up before I go too far over and they kick me off the stage. I got 17 pages left. I'm just kidding. My iPad stopped working this morning. So normally, I learned this the hard way one day. I was in the hotel, and uh, the internet sucked there just as much as it does here, <laughs> and um, no cell phone service. And uh, I was trying to load my message on my iPad one day, and it wasn't working. And I, I started to freak out because I'm like, I can only make the worship team repeat themselves so many times before people start leaving. <laughs> and uh, uh, then I decided from now on, I'm going to print out my notes just in case it doesn't work. And I'm glad I did this morning. I see a church that's exciting, energetic, refreshing, so loving that the building can't even contain the increase. I see a church where people are finding a relationship with Jesus instead of religion, where living for him is no longer forced or an obligation. It's a desire from their heart. I see a church where people are taking their next steps and growing in their faith so that they can live the life that God has called for them. I see a church full of people finding Jesus, growing in their faith, discovering their purpose, and making a difference. A church where every person is experiencing the kind of fulfillment that only God can give. I see a church where God uses ordinary people just like you and me, serving and loving the people of our city so that in turn the city opens their hearts to God. I see a church so compassionate the people are drawn from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope, circle of love, circle of grace, where answers are found and acceptance is given. The church that I see is so committed to raising up the next generation and empowering them to change the world. I see a church that never stops searching for the one because God never stops searching for us. I see a people so kingdom-minded that they will count whatever the cost, pay whatever the price to see revival sweep this land. A church that leads the way in generosity. The church that I see realizes that none of this can happen on their own ability, but instead they are a church that is so committed to prayer and dependent on the Holy Spirit. I see a church where Jesus is famous and all the glory goes to him. So what could happen if an entire church would embrace Isaiah 6, 8? What could happen if an entire church would answer the call of God and say, here I am, send me. Here I am. Send me. Who will go and teach the children? Here I am. Send me. Who will greet first-time guests 
who are walking through impossible situations, that feel broken, that feel hurt, that are ready to take their life and their trying church as one last chance. Who will go? Send me. Here I am. Who will come and set up a portable church every Sunday morning so that we can create an environment where people can experience the love of God? Here I am. Send me. Whom shall I send to reach the city of Winchester and all the surrounding areas? Here I am. Send me. I wonder if there are any people in this church that are willing to be like Isaiah and say, here I am, God. Send me. Here I am, God. Send me. Here I am, God. Send me. Whatever the cost, whatever the price, I don't care what it's going to cost me. I don't care what I have to sacrifice. I am surrendering to you, God. Send me, God. Send me. Send me, God. Here I am. Whatever you want me to do, God, send me. Whoever you want me to love, God, here I am. Send me. Whatever you want me to give, God, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Here I am. I spoke to a few people this week who serve or give here at Oasis Church. If I spoke to you, will you come up here for just a moment? I want them to share with you for just a few moments. Meredith and Chad and Kenya and Kent and Linda, Jeff. Come on, can we have a round of applause for all the people in our church who give sacrificially to this church, who serve? Now, I asked our financial department and our dream team leaders just to give me a list of people who serve in our church or who give at the church. And uh, I just pulled a few random names, nothing in particular about anybody. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to bring a few people up onto the stage and just ask them, you know, why do they serve at Oasis? Why do they give to Oasis? And I wanted to hear what they had to say. Chad and Kenya, how long have you been coming to the church? Since 2020. 2020. 2020. 21. Since, since I was like, we didn't even exist in 2020. Man, God's put it in his spirit. <laughs> Easter 2021. Wow, 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 wow. How did you hear about Oasis Church? I, I'm actually interested in knowing that. I found it online. She found it online. That's so cool. For Easter service. Easter service. And then you start getting all the emails that kept inviting you back. And you're like, I got to come. I got to come. Cool, 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 cool. I want, I want to uh, just listen to you guys for just a moment. Um, why do you serve? Why do you give to Oasis? Well, for me, uh, serving, uh, it actually happened uh, several years ago in an old church. I used to be an usher, and uh, one day the pastor came around and he said, hey, you have a few minutes. And uh, he said, do you think your position here as an usher is important? And I actually paused. I was like, well, I'm, I'm giving bulletins out, and I'm saying hello and good morning. Well, he said, uh, you know, we get the comments back from our uh, first-time guests, and do you know we have a lot of people that were not acknowledged that turn around and say they would never come back to church. And he said, you don't realize how important your job is because that person may not have another chance to have the opportunity to give themselves their lives to Christ. And I thought about that ever since then that I have a big part 
in God's kingdom business. And I am making a difference because I love being behind the scenes. I don't like to be up front. And uh, for me, that was very special. So from that point on, I did. I said, however God wants to use me as servant, giving the pastor the water and bringing the podium is an honor for me. So that's my service. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the giving. Um, when, let's see, 23 years ago, I became saved in a little uh, Baptist church. And I would hear every time somebody would come up to speak about giving, they always said this, and I think it's in Malachi, but it was, um, you know, give and it shall be given unto you and running over. I mean, I don't know if that's in the scripture, but um, they added that, right? Running over. And for me, I was like running over, like, what is that? What does that look like? And I wanted to know more. So I read uh, about giving, and um, I did discover that God says, test me and see in this, test me and see. And at the time that we started giving, um, it was like, but you know what? God is a God of the impossible because we were actually, we didn't even have enough to pay our bills. Um, but I, I truly believe that when I told Chad, he's like, are you sure about this? I was like, this is what God says. So we're going to test him and see. And um, I mean, honest truth, a year after we started giving, our income doubled. So that was for me, it's like, you know, we do need to give to God and, and give to the kingdom because, you know, we give um, so that others can come to find out about Jesus, to learn about who he is, because that's ultimately what matters. And, you know, a lot of times you, you give and you're not seeing where it's going to, you know, or what it's doing. But God, God knows where it's going. And, you know, we may not see it here, but um, when we get to heaven, I think we'll see what it did, you know, like how it reached somebody that would have not known about Jesus. So that, that's, you know, our motivation is um, in giving. And God has blessed us and continues to bless us. I always say it's, it's more um, fun. It, it's, it's better to give than to receive. Amen, amen. This is Meredith. She's our communications director here at the church. Meredith, how long have you been a part of the team? Since the beginning. Since the very beginning. Even a couple of months before, before we even launched, right? Zoom meetings. The whole world was shut down. I didn't meet most of our launch team until after the church started because everybody was still locked up. <laughs> but Meredith, why do you serve and why do you give here? I give here because I actually, I actually wrote something, so I'd be prepared. Can I read it? <laughs> um, but, you know, actually, I, I've been praying and fasting for God um, to give me a church community in Winchester in January of 2021. And uh, Jonathan actually messaged me and told me about his church, and it was like two blocks from my house. I'm like, okay, God, this is where you want me to go. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But, uh, you know, I've been so blessed by God, and um, I'm so grateful. I began following Jesus after losing my mom. I was broken and lost, and I gave my life to Christ. I got baptized and got to know who Jesus is. He's my father, my friend, my healer and redeemer. I also took a step in obedience and began tithing. And not, not only did blessings begin to overflow in my life financially, my business actually tripled within a year. But he gave me a new family in Christ. His word, I'm going to echo what uh, Kenya said, Malachi 3, 10 through 11. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. 
Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I shall not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Oasis Church has been an overflowing blessing in my life. I've not only found uh, friends, but a forever family here through attending, giving and serving, and growing in my faith in small group. In difficult times, I have friends here that I can reach out to that pray for me, and likewise, I can pray for them too. We've seen prayers, answers. We've seen miracles happen. <laughs> God is so good and faithful. God works through the prayers and praise of his people. And I'm truly blessed to be a part of Oasis and what God is doing here. And if you ever want to talk to me about Jesus, uh, just let me know and I'd be happy to share. Thanks. Amen. This is Kent and Linda. They lead uh, one of our young adult small groups. Kent and Linda. Why do you give here at Oasis? All right, I would give the microphone to my wife, but she did <laughs> No, actually, I give here because I, I, I know the staff was trying to buy a private jet to get themselves places. And, and I know Jonathan, Jonathan's been saving for a Lamborghini, so. <laughs> he says he says kidding things when he's up here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, we're only about $20,000 away from that Lamborghini, but we'll get it to you soon. All right, no, no, um, uh, no. I, you know, I've, I've, I've been different things in my life. I was, I'm a teacher now, and uh, and I, I just uh, and I've been in some big churches, and I've been in some small churches, and uh, we just came from a rather big church. And when I found out about this place, I was I came here, and we 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 watched Jonathan speak, we watched uh, the music, and we watched um, different things. I was like, wow, you know, let's uh, let's be a part of that. Let's be a part of helping this church grow and not just with giving although by the way i need to increase my giving by 40 percent. i got to work with you on the website i couldn't figure out how to edit it so i can because i do want to i was just looking the other day about increasing it 40 percent. i can't figure out how to do it anyway but not just that giving um uh, we think it's important to give of ourselves and help the church in any way we can whatever gifts we've got to give that way so anyway that's that's the main thing with us all right I'm just going to ditto. She's going to ditto. She doesn't want to say it. I just came up for If you can't tell, Kent likes to have humor. And Jeff, Jeff, why do you give and serve here? I'm giving? I got to stop that. I think so. <laughs> what, what they said. Um, my teaching gift is my spiritual gift. However, it comes in the form of humor. There may be a Ferrari in the parking lot. Uh, um, basically, uh, there's an animal I heard about that uh, people try to capture. And sometimes they put food in a cage. And when they, the animal puts its hand in that cage to grab the food, it can't get loose from the cage. And it's a sign of not having freedom. And when it lets go of what's in the cage, it has freedom. It can get out of there. And I look at a lot of times our money is kind of like that. It's one of our, you know, time, talent, and treasures we're supposed to give back to the Lord. Well, the money is something that sometimes when we're young, especially, you know, we have very little, and it's very difficult to uh, see the guidance of the Lord. So when I was in the Air Force in 1954, or excuse me, 74, long time ago, um, I was uh, married 
and already had one child and one child on the way and 10% just seemed like a goal in another galaxy. But I made a commitment to the Lord. I believe this is true. I want to serve you. I started out at 4% and I said, Lord, every time I get an increase, I'll give you another percent. And eventually five to seven years later, I was at my goal of 10%. And now I'm giving, you know, easily at that amount. So, but I'd like to close with my teaching gift, humor. There was three boys arguing on the playground about their dad and who made the most money. The first boy said, my dad writes poems and sends them away to Poetry Today magazine and he gets $50. Well, the next boy said, well, my dad writes a song and he sends it to Greatest Hits magazine and gets $500. The third boy was just, he couldn't think of anything. And then he finally said, well, my dad's a pastor. He writes a sermon. And it takes eight people to gather up all the money. So let's get eight people out there gathering up all the money. Come on, give it up for these guys. <laughs> you guys can head down. Thank you for your consistent giving and generosity to the church and to anybody who gives here at Oasis Church. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for serving. I just want to share a last few things with you real quick, church. And the first one is to be praying about the word that God wants to give you for your family for 2023. Be seeking God and ask him for that word. Next week, we'll have an opportunity to come together and write our words on a card just like we did last year and we'll place those in a box and our staff will pray over those next year as well. And the second thing is, maybe you're here today and you call Oasis Church home and you don't yet serve on a team. I'd love to challenge you to, to join a team, join the dream team and see what God can do through our willingness to serve him. And then the third one is, our year-end offering will happen next week. It's an opportunity for us to continue to grow as a church, to continue to reach more people for Jesus. Our year-end offering is going to go towards a few things this year that I want to share with you. Um, and the first thing is that 10% of whatever comes in for our year-end offering is going to go right back into outreach partners across the city. So whatever comes in, 10% of that is going to be invested right into outreach partners. A significant portion of our year-end offering it's going to go towards purchasing curriculum for our kids and youth to continue. Our Oasis Kids environment is going to be enhanced uh, greatly to continue to create a space where children can learn about the love of Jesus. I actually have a photo I want to show you. Will you throw that photo up? There it is. These are some examples of, of a kid's environment. And... Uh, uh, these are portable church environments, so uh, we're going to be doing more in our kids' ministry to continue to enhance that. And um, another thing that we'll be doing is making upgrades and, and helping our portable environment here as a church uh, to be a little bit easier uh, on our volunteers. And then also, uh, we are planning several outreach events over the next several months. I know one big outreach event we did last year, our Easter egg hunt, our year-end offering will fund that, that event, and then the remaining will go towards our building fund. We really believe in Portable Church, and 
I know many of us have the question, when are we purchasing a building? When are we going to lease a building? And the truth is, Oasis Church is 100% debt-free, and we're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep it that way. So we're not going to confine ourselves to a building or a mortgage. Quite honestly, prices are crazy anyways. <laughs> and there really aren't a whole lot of options right now in the area to even lease or, or, or purchase anything that would be affordable for our size church at this moment. But we believe that we're going to continue to grow. And if we buy a building, then we're going to be constrained to that building size. And then we're going to have to have 37 services to be able to contain everybody. And we don't want to do that. So we're going to continue to be portable next year and maybe several years after that. Who knows what God has in store. But we're going to continue to save for a building as well. And so the rest of our year-end offering will go towards that. As many of you probably know, we have a building fund that you can give towards as we continue to do that. But as we continue to grow as a church, we believe that we're going to continue to grow our volunteer teams and continue to make Portable Church easier. Really, there's just a handful of people that set up the entire church. Can you believe that? Just literally five people that set up the entire church. Um, and uh, just imagine if we had 25 people setting up the whole church. It'd take us 10 minutes. Uh, so uh, as we continue to grow, we believe portability will become easier and faster. We're only a year and a half in and it's already gotten down from 5.30 to 7 in the morning. Instead instead of 5.30, we're here at 7. So, But of course, we're going to love a building one day. But until that day comes, we're going to continue to save money towards a building and we'll continue to give towards our building fund. And at the same time, we're going to grow as large as possible in the environment that God has given us already. And we're going to continue to help people find Jesus, grow in their faith, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Amen.